0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. I'm a cookbook author, recipe developer who is really, really obsessed with making food just taste really darn good. I'm a mama of two, I'm a wife, and you pretty much already know all this if we are friends over on Instagram. In each podcast episode, we catch up with friends, bring on some new amazing humans to share their stories with you, and you guys get to be a fly on the wall in each of these conversations. We get juicy. We chat, we laugh, we get awkward at times, but there's nothing I love more than getting to share these conversations with you guys each and every week. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, rate, review, and share the podcast when you listen. Listen back to ones you may have missed. The Just the Good Stuff crew is so special to me, and I know you guys will love something from each and every episode. So now let's dive into today's episode. No intro needed because that's how we do it over here. I think soon we have to do an entire episode on hair care. But in the meantime, let's just chat about it for a minute or so because you guys need to hop on the personalized hair care train because ever since I did about six months ago now, my hair has never been softer, shinier, healthier, and just like has like life back to it. And that is because I am using the pros products, you guys. I headed online to their website, filled out this like free in-depth quiz, filled out all of my needs. Even the zip code I live in, if I wanted sulfate-free, paraben-free, everything. If you have like hair color, you fill that in too. And they make products that work just for your hair and based off of your needs. They have over like 50 billion different formula combinations. I use a scalp mask and a length mask, shampoo, conditioner. Every single time I wash my hair, which is once a week, always rinse it in cold water after the conditioner to you guys. It really helps your hair, like get that extra shine at the very end of it. Pros also has a review and refine feature, which I love. So you can always like tweak the formulas. If you are say like moving somewhere or you get your hair colored or something with your diet, et cetera, you can totally tweak the formula. So once you get your products and you want to change something about it, head on over to your account, make that happen. And if you're not 100% positive, pros is the best care you've had. They'll also take the products back, no questions asked, which to me is just a no brainer to try it. Pros is seriously the healthiest hair regime with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Head on over to pros.com slash Rachel. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash Rachel for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off your order.
1: Rach, long time no see. Long
0: time no see. Jordan wants to slaughter me, get me hit by a car. That's not true. No, He wants to kill me so much right now because we just got back from the Hamptons and I was looking at my content calendar as we were. It's 8.50 p.m. and we just put the kids down and we're getting everyone ready. And I was like, Jordan, I have a podcast episode going live Monday that I didn't record yet which means i have to send it to my editor tonight and um so here we are i'm so mad at myself i'm sorry
1: more of a quick background we've been moving or on the go since 6 a.m yes and for me to do these types of things I just need a lot more energy and focus. No,
0: you do better, though, when I don't tell you. Like, if I told you yesterday, George, we're going to do this when we get home, you'd be like psyching yourself out. So I know you well enough at this point that I'm better off telling you 15 minutes before we're going to do a podcast. Um, That way, you know, you're, you're in a groove. But today's episode is going to be all about my history with food and eating and... I've spoken a lot about this openly on social and my blog and other podcast interviews, but I realize I've never just had like honed in in like one spot before that I could um, like reference and refer people to when they get questions and what when they ask questions about it and like what better person to have guide this convo than the man the myth and the legend that's been by my side though basically the whole time for the last 11 years so mcgiordo is in the house and he has all the questions that you guys submitted from instagram i it's not all of them it's as many as um i could there was like a, over 150 questions jordan if you could believe it and i filtered damn filtered a lot so i think you hit
1: all the like main topics and i'm sure some right? of them are probably overlapped so
0: okay I'm excited. All right, let's jump and right so in. So if I forget things as I'm talking, just like remind me. Okay. And if I say like too much, please let me know.
1: Like, okay. Uh, let's start with, have you ever struggled with an eating disorder?
0: So I don't like to call my history with food or like an eating disorder. I think it was more a disordered mindset around food because I was never, I would have never been categorized as, Anorexic or bulimic This was before the term the term Orthorexia was around So I think now if I had to like Pick a bucket it would definitely be more In the like orthorexic Mindset um, And so I definitely struggled with Food I'm trying to think Like when it actually Started Once in my adolescence Like sometime in high school You know when I was in middle school I was a little on like the chubbier side. Um, I went through puberty late. I was like super awkward looking for a hot minute. And I, as freshman and sophomore year, I was, you know, guys never really paid attention to me. I was like just awkward looking. And I, I would have, Oh, thank you, Jordan. That's so sweet. I definitely wasn't overweight, but I remember when I actually start, I had my first boyfriend and I, like I weighed more than he did. So, I definitely was a little bit like thicker. And I also would always like eat, not in secret, but like it was weird. Like, I would take like spoon, like handfuls of like the Nestle chocolate chip cookies, like the baking ones, like from the pantry, and like eat them in the bathroom when no one was looking. Like, why wouldn't I just like eat them in the kitchen in front of my family? I don't know. I would like eat in secret. Um, and then anytime I wasn't home and was at like a friend's house, I would just go crazy just eating whatever so I was just I don't know I don't I don't really even know where that came from but then when I was in high school and I had my first boyfriend blah 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 like you know I wanted to like feel good about my physical appearance and this is when weight Watchers was like super popular so I kind of took more of like a weight watchers approach and lost weight in I don't know if this is an oxymoron or like a weird way to say it but I definitely lost weight in like a healthy way. Um, just kind of like managed what I was eating a little bit better. was more mindful, wasn't secretly eating chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chips and the cookie dough from the freezer in the bathroom. Like I just, I don't know. I just kind of cut those weird habits. And then I went to call it. And so I, I lost weight. I think I lost like 15 pounds and I looked great. Like I, you've seen pictures of me in high school. and It was
1: Rachel says she peaked in high I school. I did. I
0: peaked my senior year of high school. I think I like looked really good in my senior year of high school. Um, and then I, I went,
1: honestly, you look. So sorry.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. 13 years later? No, I met you 11 years ago. So from high school, it's a really long time. Um, freshman year of college, I go to Muhlenberg, definitely gained like freshman 15 to 20. I gained so much weight. I drank my face off. I ate my face off. I have zero regrets in any of this though, as I'm saying this, but I would eat like chicken finger melts late at night. I would eat entire pizzas. I was just... Drinking and was out of my mind um, And a chicken finger melt Is a grilled cheese sandwich Stuffed with a chicken finger In the middle So if you know You know It's really good um, And then at the end Of freshman year I was kind of like Rachel Like what happened here Sophomore year I pledge a sorority Go DZ And if anyone was in a sorority You basically know That during pledging You're most of the time miserable So we would like Chill in the basement And basically just Get uh, what was it? Subby D's pizza or something. We get like white pizza. We go to Wawa. We just like eat. And so I just kept gaining weight. And then by the end of sophomore, like first semester of sophomore year, I just, I was like, Rachel, like, what are you doing? This is, you don't look good. You don't feel good because I was overeating. And that is when everything took a turn for the worst. So I'm sure like girls or anyone who is in college, who, if you're in college or in high school or whatever, And you start drinking and people are like, oh, if you like don't drink or you don't eat a lot and then you drink, you know, you'll get drunk faster and all that like dumb mambo jumbo. Turns out it's true. It is true. So then we got, you know, since pledging was over, we were able to go out again. So we would like be drinking more. And then my friends, and I'd be like, oh, let's just like not eat as much before we go out. Not a good idea. And then that kind of spiralized into me not eating as much in general. And I became fixated on calorie counting. I don't know where this came from. I don't know why I started doing it. None of my friends were even doing it. Like when I think about it, like none of my best friends in college were calorie counting. Don't know where I got the idea. But I started doing that and became obsessed. And it was like a mental like sickness. Like I would only want to eat X amount of calories every day. I'm not even going to disclose the number because it's disgusting. And that really carried on. Oof, I want to say for maybe like 10 months or so because I met you in like March and that was, it had already started at that point in time. Then it ended. See, I, didn't,
1: I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. When I met you, I remember standing in GQ, like it's a food place at Muhlenberg, standing next to you when we were ordering food for the first time and like thinking in my head, like, okay, what can I eat? That's going to be like the lowest caloric meal, like in GQ. And it was like, an egg white omelet with literally nothing in it. And I would get a bag of pretzels, like the rolled rolls. What's those the pretzels? I think Right. Rolled, and I would get like Dijon mustard and dip it in that. Like that was literally my dinner. That's not even a snack at this point in my life. Like that is air. So it just like, it was, I wasn't mentally well, but I, was losing weight and I was, you know, feeling good about it. And then that continued like throughout the summer, I was just, you know, I was so obsessed with eating a specific way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess at that point our relationship, like I don't think we really knew each other that well. And it was just sort of like what you were doing at the time. And I mean, so you
0: didn't think anything of it f-
1: for me. I didn't think anything of it. Like being a teenage guy, Mm-hmm. You no, know, not something that that was. I was very like exposed to.
0: Yeah. Prior
1: to. No, you to, didn't know that.
0: Like I went from like zero to a hundred, or a hundred to zero, I should say. So, then we, I went abroad. We went abroad, and I was in Italy, and that's when shit really hit the fan, and I dropped so much weight from the time that I met you until the time I got home from Italy. I came home from Italy on that airplane at like ninety-five pounds. I'm 5'6". 95 pounds does not look good on my body. And I remember like getting out of the shower in Italy, like I was in denial, like people Obviously the thing with with my like history is that my friends like obviously knew something was wrong because it wasn't something I could hide because I lost weight. So I lost so much weight that like I looked so different than I did. And I remember like writing an email, excuse me, to my parents because they were coming to visit me. And I was just like, oh, my God, my mom is going to freak the F out. Like thinking oh, she's Facebook. She obviously sees what I look like on here. She's shitting her pants already from across the ocean and telling them like I'm not doing well with food. Then my parents came and I remember like going out to like lunch with them and I was freaking out about having to go out to lunch, like eat lunch and not eat a 90 calorie chewy granola bar for lunch that day. Do you my remember God, those granola bars?
1: obsessed with those. Those are just,
0: sorry if you, anyone eats those. But like those are, li- I cannot eat raw almonds and chewy granola bars ever again. And I would eat like, you know, 12 raw almonds or whatever it was. And like an apple and like a packet of oatmeal. Like it was just, I wasn't eating. And I remember going to like a beautiful cafe with my parents and my dad should be like, all right, Rachel, like, what do you want? You are know, like my dad, he's just like, he doesn't realize, like, the mental state that I was in. I'm like, oh, I don't really want anything. And he was just like, what do you mean? We're, like, out for lunch. And he wasn't doing anything wrong. He's like, of course you have to eat lunch. Like, you know, it's, it's lunchtime. Right. And I just, like, started hysterically crying in the restaurant. And I'm, like, in Italy, my parents were visiting visiting me. And, like, they obviously knew, again, something was, was wrong. I was 95 pounds. And I was, it was very visible. And then... I just from there like I remember getting out of the shower once before I sent the email to my parents like I remember getting out of the shower like looking in the mirror and my like boobs just like looking like inverted like I just like didn't look good and I said to myself like what the fuck are you doing like what are you doing to yourself and what are you doing like physically and mentally to yourself this is not good this is like not what you had in mind and i said to myself like you need to nip this in the ass and figure your shit out and you, you i mean you know me my personality like i that was my that was my mission right so
1: so from like that point on like your mindset kind of changes yeah. and like once you have your mindset on something if it's good or bad like you're gonna you're gonna see it through like 110 percent true
0: yeah that's i mean because i was like the mindset the flipped one Um, and so I think that's when I kind of realized like this isn't going anywhere.
1: Yeah. I think also you did go abroad basically with like none of your friends from school. Yeah. You kind of went solo. You were kind of in a pretty rocky mindset probably before you left. Yeah. And then I think it just kind of got, uh, you know, even amplified, amplified. Yeah. That's a good word. Like when you were there by yourself, and, like, that was, like, what you would then focus on again. Like, there wasn't, like,
0: all sure, your friends,
1: sure. to, like, go out for dinner and go out and all that type no. of stuff. I was
0: making all new friends. Like, my new friends, and they were all really nice people. Like, all really nice girls. Um, They didn't know that, like, something was wrong because they, that, you know, they met me. And, like, that's how I was when, when I met them. So, yeah, But I
1: think, like, looking back, like, they probably knew something was going on. Just oh, my by God. Your 100%. 100%. So I, sometimes I just feel so, like silly or stupid or naive, I guess, that, like, I didn't have, like, the wherewithal to, like, know, like, how bad something was.
0: Yeah, but, like, you can't blame yourself because I almost feel like you were probably as naive about it as I was, where you just didn't want to admit something is, was wrong and you're, like, 20 years old, like, we're in Europe, like, you're not uh, Yeah, at, at that point, like we, that.
1: Were, we were dating for six months.
0: No, like, nine or
1: ten. Oh,
0: yeah, but it's all, I mean, yeah, so that's that was that's my my history. And then from there, thankfully, it was uphill. So that was when I was 20 um, and now I'm thirty one. I feel better than ever. Just kidding. Why well, me? I mean, did you that better than ever. But
1: yeah, no, I, I think at that point you did nip it in the butt, at least for like caloric intake. Um, but do you feel like you did struggle after that? Like for a while, or like it I so how was the relationship with food? Um, like, I guess what was your turning point with your relationship with food, and like, how did you get there?
0: My turning point was definitely looking in the mirror. That what, like, what I was like, that was my point. That was the point where I just said to myself, "This isn't going anywhere. Like, you need to figure this out." And from there, that's when I said to myself, "I need to put weight on. I need to fix my relationship with food, and I need to figure this out." And I didn't want to just sit there and eat the stuff my face with like, you know, Twinkies and McDonald's all day. Although I did go to McDonald's in Florence and got like so much good food. Um, I wanted to take like a quote like healthier approach. Like if I was going to fuel my body and kind and feel good, you know, once and for all and not like lose weight and then gain weight and lose weight and gain weight, I want to do it in like a wholesome way. And that's I remember getting like, you know, Pesto and grilled chicken sandwiches And like eating a lot of pita bread and hummus And ch- Like banana and peanut butter And like just eating The foods that I eat now But just eating a lot, Large Large quantity And From like a caloric perspective Like no I don't count calories But I remember being told That I would have to eat Like four to five thousand Calories a day To really gain the weight That I wanted to And I was on such a mission To gain that weight fast That I did whatever it took And you know, I wasn't afraid of gaining weight because I wanted to gain weight. Like no one was making me because I'm the person that said to myself, you need to gain weight.
1: So did you ever struggle with binge eating?
0: No, I just in like high school, school, like I said, like I would just like eat sometimes in private, but no, especially because I, I didn't really know what binge eating was until I met other people that do have or had binge eating disorders. And I've never sat there and just like ate an entire bag of like, you know pretzels or cheerios or like if i'm like an emotional state like yes when i'm used to get high and have the munchies <laughs> i would eat a lot but like that's not binge eating like so yeah,
1: thankfully no no and i mean i was there during your journey to gain that weight back and like you definitely did it in like a thoughtful way yeah um
0: lots of oreos with peanut butter oh my god oh so my good. god
1: she used to eat so much peanut butter oh, i
0: still do. still do i still do Why, like a cherry? um
1: but yeah, I mean e- e- even there, I think your personality is always like a, in a very like methodical way anyway. Yeah. So like you kind of took that mindset and just almost like flipped it. Yeah. Um so what were some of your like disordered thoughts or rules that like looking back you can't believe that like actually went through your mind?
0: Um carbs are the enemy. For sure. I remember my grandma saying to me, because I was like living with, with my grandparents at the time, um, like the summer before going before going abroad. And she like noticed I like, wouldn't eat anything that was like bread related. And so I was petrified of carbs. I remember my grandma saying to me, Rachel, you know, you're going to lose your hair if you don't eat bread and carbs. And like my hair literally fell out from when I wasn't like fueling my myself. well. Um, so I was petrified of carbs. I was so obsessed with calorie counting. Like I just thought that like staring at a piece of bread was gonna make me fat. Like I just and now it's so funny because I eat like literally bagels and toast and sweet potato like every ca- like, carb imagine like I used to be so afraid of.
1: Yeah, I mean you're you're eating good carbs. You're not eating like
0: yeah, but I back then I thought every carb oh, was bad. I, I know. So but I pick ben- up like a, a fat I was afraid of. Like I was yeah, fat and carbs I was petrified of. In calories, I wanted everything like below a certain calorie threshold, and I was afraid of eating food before dinner, like like legitimate food.
1: I mean, one of the questions was how was I during this time, and I, you know, I think I kind of like said definitely naive to what was going on, but I think you know once you know it was kind of like apparent of what was going on. I just tried to like support you in yeah. in whatever way I kind of knew how. I mean. I I don't know. I I feel like we were so young at the time that, you know, looking back, I don't know if I would have done things differently.
0: I wouldn't have asked you to do things differently. The only thing I probably, but this isn't your personality, and I do believe that you were just very naive to the whole thing, is that just, like, you never said anything to me about it. Like, you never said, like, Rachel, like, you, like, you know, what's going on? You look a little thin. But at the same time, when I met you, I was eating that way, so you didn't think anything of it. And I also do think that you were very just like didn't want to admit what was going on because you saw there was a problem and like you knew that it was like I just feel like you probably didn't want to have to approach this. But when it came to like recovering from this and shifting my mindset and everything like just like you are with everything else in my life. You were like my number one partner in doing it. Like I remember sitting in the Wendy's parking lot, like dipping French fries and Frosties with you. Like if I told you I was craving anything or I wanted something, like, you were the literally getting the car before I could finish like saying what I wanted. Like you were like literally my partner in doing this. Like
1: the one time with the ice cream craving when you were pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've and been it, waiting. <laughs> it's
0: even now. Like... Every time I went, you're like, all right, let's do it. Like, you know, you were just there for me Um, and you weren't hard on me. Like you weren't putting pressure on me. Like I remember my dad sitting me down and being like, you know, like you need to eat X amount of calories to gain. I remember just saying, I can't do that. Like that's not, I'm trying to break away from calories, dude. But like you didn't, you weren't like tough on me about it. Like you were, you were, were very understanding with my feelings about it
1: yeah looking back i think the one thing i should have done was not confront you but at least yeah. say that i knew something was going on yeah um but sooner
0: you're a 20 you're a 20 year old dude like don't worry about it it's okay
1: thanks rich um uh did pregnancy affect your relationship with food and your body image
0: yeah it did it did for the better i which i'm grateful for i love being pregnant so 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 Mm -hmm. much I would be pregnant every day except until you reach like 36 weeks and then I was very uncomfortable but I love being pregnant I thought it was so beautiful watching my body grow and change and I have really gross stretch marks like on my boobs and my inner thighs And I I don't care (laughs) They are gross I mean they're
1: not gross But
0: They're there And I just Pregnancy made me And child labor especially Made me appreciate And love my body A thousand times more Than I did And I think it put everything Into like a new perspective So Yeah it did affect me For the better And that's not something That everyone can say And I'm grateful for that Like I I love being pregnant I love my bump I love my bump I should say I miss it
1: (laughs) it's so funny she says that like all the time
0: i still rub my stomach like i look moronic
1: it was a it is a very cute bump
0: thank you it's fun
1: um i'm just gonna like switch gears a little bit and maybe you can provide some advice for people who are struggling maybe with eating disorders or kind of going through their own path of recovery um it's like when did you know that you were you know quote recovered
0: I always expected to wake up one day and just be like, I'm recovered. Like this is done. And it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a perfect person now. And then like, that shit's never going to happen. Like that's not real. So for me, like, you know, five years ago, if you said to me, like, how's your relationship with food? I would have been like, amazing. Like I'm doing great. Like compared to five years ago, I'm doing awesome. But if like, every year every day my relationship with food evolves and i don't realize it until i look back on the situation if that makes sense or like look back over the years true and like now today it's better than ever but a year ago i would have said the same thing better than ever like i think it's just an ever-growing evolving relationship and i'm in a really good place and i think a lot of that is from being a mom and being pregnant but i also think a lot of that is just maturing and really just not caring so much about the superficial part of of like what I look like in that sense like I like I did in my early 20s
1: yeah yeah I think you've you've definitely grown in that perspective and you're right like looking back to five years like there's probably some some things that you'd be like oh wow why would I do that or think that way
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I so thrown off like so easily and yeah, there's been like instances recently where I've been, I said to you, like, I would, if this was four or five years ago, I would have flipped a shit. And I completely, I'm just so proud of myself that like little things just don't faze me anymore.
1: Yeah. And it was just more of things that were like, if you had like a certain thing that you had in your mind that was kind of planned out of like what we we're going to have for dinner or what we're yeah. going to do. And then somehow it got thrown, you know, somehow that plan did not see its way through. It definitely did throw you off.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but or, I'm like
0: that. I like everything.
1: Yeah. Whereas now I think, especially I think being a mom or being parents, like you realize that like making a plan is just not, exist. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Like, you, you no. know, you kind of have to go with the flow a, a lot more.
0: Yeah. I remember when we, remember the re, most recently that I can think of is like the sushi, when we thought we were going out for sushi and then we went to 10th and Willow instead. Yeah. And I was so fixated on getting sushi. And then I just sat down and I said to myself, like, you can get sushi tomorrow, it's okay. And I ordered like a burger and whatever and like, what's okay. But like, if that was probably two years ago, I'm like, we're going home. And like, wouldn't have rose to the occasion. And I did. 100%. Yeah. Um,
1: How do you reveal your eating disorder secret? Um, and and what do you say?
0: So for me, like I said, it was so apparent to people that like knew and loved me. So I didn't really have to reveal anything. It was more just admitting it and just yeah. like, but I know a lot of other people, it's a secret and they haven't. And I think going to the person that you, that you trust the most and, and just Listen, if there's someone in your life, like a a spouse or a partner, your mom, your dad, your sister, brother, whoever, who like knows you better than anyone else, they're already going to know. So you telling one person is going to be like really hard for you. But I can guarantee, almost guarantee you that they already know what's going on. Um,
1: Yeah, it's probably true. And I feel like that's probably like. um, It'll feel so good. With like addiction as well. Mm -hmm. Most people say the same thing. And
0: it'll feel so good once you do. And then it's only uphill from there. Like it's going to suck a lot, you know, getting up the hill. You know, you get tired. Think of like, you know, when you're going on a hike, you're (laughs) really tired. And then you get to the top and then it feels really good. But it's going to just be a struggle getting up there. But once you start going, you can't stop.
1: How did you get past your food fear and trauma?
0: By eating the food that I was fearing. So... You know, I started eating bread and, oh, my God, look, I didn't gain 500 pounds. from eating a piece of bread and doing things out of my comfort zone. And that was the only way to get me over a food fear.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember you'd be, like, so worried if you, like, had something like that. You would, like, yeah. all, all of a sudden you'd have, like, five pounds of weight in your face.
0: You would think I would have gotten, <laughs> like, electrocuted or something. And by just, like, eating the food and putting myself out of my comfort zone, it just kind of – made me put me in my place like it showed me you can eat this and also oh this is actually an interesting point is I saw how much food it really took for me to gain weight and that was cool in the sense where that made me like not be afraid to eat those things then anymore because I'm like I have to eat so much food to actually put the weight on that eating those things is like you know isn't going to make me gain weight. Like I think pizza would make you gain weight. You have to eat so much freaking pizza to gain weight from it. So by having oh, pizza, know. you know, every week with your family or whatever it is, like you're not going to gain weight from going out to dinner for pizza one time a week. Like that's not even twice a week. Like it takes a lot more than that to gain weight, at least for, for my body.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I think that was a huge realization for you. I remember yeah. that. How to overcome restrictive eating.
0: I think similar to what I just said, right? Like, um, Think of what your restrictions are Like what you and, Don't allow yourself to eat Yeah like why And start eating it And prove to yourself Like you can eat it And I think that for me A lot of that did come with Overeating it Because I It's like when you tell yourself No, 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 no And then you finally eat it And then you kind of go overboard Um, But the restriction kind of dies Then like there's no foods to me That are off of it It's like if I want something, I'll eat something. If I don't want something, I don't eat something.
1: How do you get over calorie counting?
0: I get asked that a lot. And that was, you know, it wasn't as hard for me as I, as I thought that it would have been. I just stopped. I just stopped caring. I stopped looking. I stopped looking at the calorie count in a way where it was like controlling me. Um, like I don't pick up a snack or a whatever packaged good or whatever it is. And Look at the calorie count Like now when I pick up a product I look at like the whole breakdown Like I, I look at the ingredients of it And like the first ingredient of it Like if it's made with stuff that I am comfortable with And whatever I look to see if there's I do look at sodium like from time Just to see if it's like too salty Like I really don't pay too much attention to like the numbers Um, And once I just started doing that I think it just felt so good to not give a shit that I didn't have to worry about it. I just looked at the ingredients and it was, if it, they're ingredients I trust and that I want to consume, then I, then that's how I did it.
1: Also, I think if you just eat like real foods, like a piece of salmon or like a piece of, or a vegetable that like don't come with like a nutritional label on them. Yeah. Like it's also like a good way to like kind of don't have it up in your face, mm-hmm. but still eating like high quality food.
0: Yeah. And to me, it's like, I eat a lot of fatty. Like if I looked at like the actual caloric intake of what I eat every day now, I really think it would shock me because it's mostly like very high fat foods. I family. can only
1: imagine how much I eat, how many calories I eat a day. Yeah. How did you come to terms with eating enough to fuel your body and not comparing it to others?
0: This is hard. I mean, It's definitely hard to stop comparing yourself to others, but just I recognize now more than ever that what my body needs is definitely not the same as what my friends' bodies need. And, like, what makes me feel good isn't the same as them. So, when I sit down at a restaurant, like, I don't give a crap what the person next to me is ordering for dinner. I worry about what I'm ordering for dinner and what's going to make me feel good. And just, like, stop comparing myself to other people. And knowing that everyone's body is just different. Like, what our needs are are different. makes us feel good is different. And there's no point in comparing yourself to them. To anyone.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I could see that, like, even... It's like you or, or like my mom and your mom, like mm-hmm. everybody's bodies are so different, or like yeah. myself or you know, like I think I eat a lot more food than like Rachel's brother, and he just like doesn't seem
0: to <laughs> like stuff <Sounds> like, literally, <laughs> yeah,
1: like. but like you know it works for us, and we're both like healthy weight, so it's like just yeah. a different. Different way your body metabolizes everything.
0: Yeah, same thing with like your parents. Like they literally don't eat till dinner every day and or it be like two o'clock and his mom's like, oh, I'm having breakfast. More we're like, we're on our eighth meal of the day.
1: Someone asked, do you, did you experience any weight gain when you were working towards healing your relationship with food?
0: Yes, but that was fully intentional. Um, but I do think that if you're not trying to gain weight And you're trying to heal your relationship with food, it will come with that. I think it's just inevitable. But I think, you know, your body has to try and find its happy place and what makes you feel good mentally and physically and like kind of that in between. But don't be afraid of the of the weight gain, because once you release the mental weight that you're carrying with all these things, like you will feel so much better physically. It's a good point. Thank you. Thank you.
1: When your friends are, you know, talking about diets or different things mm-hmm. um, and you're not comfortable with that, how do you, like, shut down that kind of talk?
0: Thankfully, none of my friends really talk to me about dieting stuff, which is nothing. probably because they know I would tell them to shut the fuck up. But when I hear, like, friends or family or whatever, like, oh, my God, I feel so fat. I had to lose weight or da da I'm just like, yeah, yeah, like, whatever. Like, that's really unnecessary. But I like I just said before, everyone's body is so different. So if someone else wants to treat their body that way, or if someone else wants to deprive themselves of food, certain foods or life's greatest joys of peanut butter and cookies and whatever, or if someone wants to go on a no carb diet for literally no reason, besides the fact that they want to go on a low carb diet, I just am thankful that I don't want to do that. And I just focus on myself. Like, I would say the best way to approach that is just to be really selfish and just don't care. Like if people want to do their own thing, you can't control people. You can only control yourself. There's no point in telling people what they should or shouldn't do. Just let them be. You know, I've learned that the hard way. Try doing it the other way and there is no point. People are going to do what they want to do. They don't really care what you have to say. If they ask for your advice, just give it. But if like I was sitting next to my friend and she goes, I'm gonna do like when I hear people do like a whole 30. No, I personally don't love a whole 30, you know, diet, whatever. But I don't just sit there and be like, oh, I would never do that. Like, I just like, oh, okay, like, let me know how it goes for you. Like, whatever. I don't voice my opinion. And that's something I definitely never used to do. But now I just don't care. Like, do whatever you wanna do and just focus on yourself. Amen. Yeah, preach.
1: Any advice you have for girls in their 20s? just to live life and love all it has to offer.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Just enjoy. Like I, like I said earlier, I don't have any regrets over eating my freshman year of college. It helped get me to where I was today. And the food tasted really good as I was doing it. Like I'm happy. I ate my chicken finger melts. I'm happy. I went to Wawa at 3am and would eat meatball subs because they, they brought me happiness in that point in time. They might've not brought me happiness the next day if I didn't feel good from it, but who cares? Like you're only young once with no responsibilities just enjoy yourself and you know i'm thankful in a lot of ways that i the health and wellness like industry wasn't how it is today when we were in college like no one was even really paying attention like organic things back then like it didn't matter
1: yeah that was that was like such like a hippie term yeah um so we're like half of the products And half of the diet trends that are out today, like totally,
0: no one cared about gluten free. Like there wasn't a gluten free table or area in the cafeteria until I think we were like graduating, if that. And I'm thankful for that. I think it was a lot easier. Um, So just live your life, like like eating heavily processed foods or like junk foods once in a while isn't gonna kill you. And I just wish that I knew that when I stopped eating all that stuff. And just, like, had a more, like, you know, level-headed approach to it. Like, just, eat; it's going to make you feel good mentally and physically.
1: This isn't on your, uh, this isn't on the question list, but it's my question. Okay. Um, So, two years ago, we went back to Florence, where you studied abroad. Yeah. Where you said you kind of had, like, um, you know, it was kind of, like, the end of when you kind of realized what was going on. But sort of, like, when you kind of hit rock bottom yeah how was it going back like 10 years later
0: it was cool going back because i was pregnant with ezra i remember i was like literally six weeks pregnant um but it was great i mean we went to goose to pizza i ate an entire pizza and i loved life and then we went out for gelato and i enjoyed it and then we went to pinot's and that like we just it was such a different approach i think to it but it made me kind of like sad in a way where I lived in, like, the coolest, one of the coolest cities in the world for food, and I didn't enjoy it, if that makes sense. Like, I would love to go back for a week now and just, like, actually experience it all for a week. I'm ready to go. Yeah, well, we have two uh, little, little boys that are not ready for us to go. Um, but it was cool to go back and I wasn't you know I wasn't sad, I wasn't scared, but it, it just kind of makes I guess not I, maybe a little sad. Like, it's a little melancholy that when I think about it that I did that to myself there, but it made me stronger.
1: How is your current relationship with food? Um, is there more to change?
0: I think there's always gonna be more to evolve and change. Um, you know, we just got back from a couple weeks away and it's like the whole time like my mom's like I can't go back to go home and like eat my salads and my apples and da 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 and I'm just like so happy that I don't think like that like the other day we had pizza and I ate eight eight slices of pizza at dinner like I don't think I've ever eaten that much pizza in mom's sitting and afterwards I was just like okay and the next day I just said okay I was like it was great I was like I had eight slices and I don't know why but I wasn't even full like that's where when I was fixated I was like how did I eat so much and still wasn't full Um, but I just don't, I don't know. It's just, at the end of the day, it's, it's, this is food. Food is a part of life and it's there. It's never going to go anywhere. Um, but I think that there's always more room to change, but there's nothing that I really want to change. I just want to continue to evolve to be a really good example as a mother to, to our children. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. Thank you. And that was some really good grilled pizza we had.
0: It was so good. If you're not following us on TikTok, follow us over on TikTok.
1: That uh, that grilled pizza. (laughs) What? A nice plug on your own. (laughs) 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 own.
0: (laughs) I want more grilled pizza.
1: Uh, Does food ever make you anxious?
0: Yeah, sometimes. Like when I think of going to like a bachelorette party or somewhere that I don't know like what's going to be going on, for like a longer period of time If I'm going to something And it's one to two meals At this point No I don't get anxious from it I definitely would have A few years ago But if I'm going away For like an entire weekend And I don't know anything That's going to be going on Food wise I definitely get a little like well, What if I don't like What's going on with food Like should I bring my own snacks Like da 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 But that's where I always learned, Pack your snacks And at this day and age There's always going to be Some type of like restaurant or cafe or whole foods or something to like go to if I don't like the food um but yeah sometimes it makes me anxious in that sense just because I know what I like and I know what I don't like and I don't like it'd be like my worst nightmare going somewhere like isolate like my friends my brother's best friends like going to Antarctica and the first thing that I literally said to him was like Well, how's he gonna eat for two months? Like that, like that would make me anxious, like going somewhere (laughs) like there isn't a grocery store, like things like that would make me anxious. Um, But yeah, nothing, I would say nothing like debilitating, but I definitely feel like sometimes, yeah, a little anxiety over food, which I think is normal.
1: Yeah, I feel like a couple of years ago, you would have been like nervous to kind of do your own thing. Well, you're not nervous to do your own thing, but. yeah, you didn't want you didn't want the attention on you because you were doing something different than what other people were doing. That is
0: such a stellar point. Like this is why I invited you onto the podcast. Oh, I'm so happy I got
1: invited <laughs> back.
0: No, that's such a good point, George. Because for so long I was so like embarrassed over how I wanted to eat, and when it came to like you know e- eating like organic apples over non-organic or. Asking a restaurant, like the waiter to modify to what I want to eat. Like I was more, I was just like, it would like make me nervous. And now I do not care at all. Like I am so confident when I'm ordering a dinner, I'm very confident in what I want. I think that has a lot to do with my brand and you know, my food is out in the universe. So it's not really a surprise when I sit down at a restaurant and like, I'm like, hi, can I have the burger? But like, can I have it with avocado or however I want it? I don't care. And then what makes me even happier is that when I'm next to the person next to me, like my dad, like, oh, I'll have what she's having because like it's people think it sounds good. Um, yeah, did I, I forget the part what I was even talking about. But what, would, what did you say again?
1: I said, I think a few years ago, you were sort of embarrassed because yes. you were going against like what the norms were.
0: Yeah. And now I don't really care whether Maybe you
1: just weren't confident in what you were doing yet.
0: No, I wasn't. Um I used to yeah I used to be really embarrassed now I just I just don't care. But I also think that it comes with maturity. It came with being a mom. It just like comes with evolving as a person.
1: Yeah, cuz I I also think maybe like looking back 5 years there were probably things that you avoided doing because you like didn't like the restaurant or like you know maybe were were not comfortable with the people that were going to be there. Yeah. Um that's true. You know, like I definitely remember there was like times when we lived in the city where like we wound up not doing things, and I think, yeah, you you almost got like paralyzed where where you just you didn't have that self confidence yet that you now do.
0: No, no, it's funny because people think I'm like so confident, but I'm really not. Um, I'm more now than I now, was a few years yes. ago. Yeah,
1: but you were like, uh, I mean, you know, now like you said, all these restaurants like. They're gonna tell you something's vegan, gluten-free. Like, yeah. restaurants five years ago didn't have those on the menu, at least in New York. I mean, restaurants where,
0: like didn't have avocado on a menu. Where
1: now know. it's like so much more the norm. Yeah. Um, so it's like you're not looked at, or you didn't, you, you you no longer feel like you're like an outcast if 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 you're um you know modifying things. Yeah. To your liking. No,
0: it's true. It's a good point.
1: I guess this kind of goes into this question, but do you have any, do you still have any guilt or embarrassment about foods?
0: No, none. Literally none.
1: <laughs> Rachel just owns what she
0: likes. Or I literally anything. just don't care. I'm at, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a recent example of like how I could, um, even like say, like, I don't even, oh, when we were at dockside or dock house, whatever it was called, to try the lobster rolls. Like I blatantly just did not want that. Didn't want to try it, didn't want it. And people must've asked me eight times if I wanted it. And I just kept saying, no, I don't want it. But it was cause I literally just didn't look good to me. Like I don't want it. I wasn't in the mood. I don't care. Like I don't have any guilt around that. I just, I don't know. That's what I can, I and I got a really good Froyo, the Froyo Buddha berry bowl instead with like Skippy peanut butter, which she said delicious. Um, and that's what I wanted. I didn't have any guilt. I wasn't embarrassed. I did what I wanted to do and didn't give a crap.
1: How do you say so thin?
0: This is literally the number one question that kept coming up. And when I went to, um, is that the one of the Pilates class with my mom, like a month or two ago? Um, and Amanda who teaches the class, she, ask me the same thing. And like, that just comes up all the time. And usually I'm by myself when I answer these, but my mom was there this time. My mom's like, that's literally her body. Like, it's just, that's the best way that I can describe it. Um I do have like, I think it's like a thin privilege is the terminology these days, but Jordan's rolling his eyes. I, I, it, this is my frame. Like I do and can eat a lot more maybe than other people can. I don't know. I Like I said, I really stopped paying attention to like what other people are putting in, putting in their mouths, but I don't work out much. I really, really, really want to, and I need to, but I haven't made the time to do it. Um,
1: well, here, she doesn't work out in the sense of like, she's not going to like classes um, or have like some sort of workout routine, but, but I, go I mean, for a walk every she morning. is... Extremely active, like Thank you, you probably walk between,
0: three miles a day. No,
1: wait, w- way more than three.
0: No, if you look at my fitness, it's literally three to four miles a day. Oh, I go for you, a walk.
1: I guarantee you, between between all the walking you do, it's way more than that.
0: I wish, but we can refer to my health health data if you'd like. Like, yeah, I wish. You should use my.
1: You should use my running watch. I I'll probably borrow it. Lame
0: my. running watch, Daddy watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I go for a walk every morning. And I try to walk three to four miles in the morning. That's 10,000 steps. And that is my form of activity.
1: What about those 20,000 step days?
0: Oh, those are so far and few in between, but those feel really, really good, except for when it's like nine o'clock and I'm so tired. Um, that's just, yeah, it's just my frame. I think even if I were like when I've been on like chubbier side for me, a person seeing me on the sidewalk probably wouldn't agree with me. So it's just kind of my body. And if anyone has seen like my mom, she is like literally, we have the same build when it comes to like legs and stomach area and stuff. It's just our build.
1: Do you feel like you got lucky with your thin body and ability to still eat lots of yummy sweets?
0: I think I'm just lucky to have a body that birthed two babies and is, quote, like, healthy enough to allow me to live every day. It allows me to go for a walk. It allows me to, like, carry things home from the grocery store. Like, I just don't take those things for granted. So I think I'm lucky just to have a body that functions.
1: It's well said, Rachel. Thank you. How do you fight feelings of food guilt?
0: Um, just knowing, for example, like, the the, the grilled pizza thing. A few years ago, I would have felt guilt after that. Like, why did I eat so much? But then I remember eating that much isn't going to make me gain weight. Like, it's not going to really do that much. Like, there's no reason to feel guilt. And the more guilt that you feel, the worse, like, it's just going to make you want to, like, for me at least, it would just make me want to, like, eat it more. Like, it just, it's almost just like, why put guilt? Like, why make yourself feel guilty for no reason? It's just food. Like, it's, it's food. You have to eat to survive. So why feel guilty about that?
1: Amen. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, mean, I think you said it well. Like, you will always need to have some sort of energy put into your body. In, yeah. In the form why not of, make it fun? In the form of food. So, like, you don't have to be so restrictive. And like you said, you eat one meal. Like, it's not the end of the world. No.
0: But I also think that, like, having you in my life is a huge reason why I'm able to even like think that way or do that way because like Jordan has like the best perspective on food from anyone that I know. Like he is the definition of one in Rome. Like when we are in Italy, in Italy, he's eating everything that the Italians are eating. When we are in the Hamptons, he's like asking for all the local fish. He's asking the restaurant where the fish is from. It's like oh, is this fish from out here? Like he eats whatever. Like we. You know, he'll go for ice cream. He doesn't give a shit if it's organic. Like he'll go to the burger place, like get the special burger, but like the next day, like make his smoothie and you know, drink his hydration packet things. And he just like does <laughs> things
1: are so good.
0: He just so does he had their, like
1: crushing Mezcal all oh week. God.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's Oof. like he he just like he never feel you never feel guilty about food. Like you enjoy food so much and like watching you enjoy that over the years like makes made me enjoy it more.
1: I mean there's like it's such a simple pleasure. The but way things taste well. But not many people have so well. that.
0: Exactly. But you love like you love food and you never feel guilty and you just don't care and you're never like oh i feel so do like like all right I ate a lot like i have to butt my pants and like that's fine. But your relationship on food is like the only reason why i think i have my relationship on food.
1: I'm happy I could help. Thank you. How many desserts do you eat daily realistically?
0: Well, it depends what you classify as dessert. Like, I eat a lot of sweet things for sure. Like,
1: yeah, Rachel really loves sweets. Yeah,
0: I really like sweet things. Like, I always have handfuls of chocolate nuts, chocolate peanuts, like the huge gems, um, cookies the little like ch- peanut butter chocolate like jojo things i love those perfect bars i guess are technically sweet well they're not dessert but i love sweet things like i don't there's not like every like i don't know i don't even know how to answer that because a lot of my diet like is on the sweeter side um i maybe no more than like two to two to three i don't know it turns two to three if someone needs a number
1: yeah i mean i I guess if you're defining dessert that way, yeah, like you have cho- yeah. usually have chocolate a couple of times a day. Yeah, no,
0: I definitely, there's no... And then
1: usually some some dessert after dinner.
0: I have dessert after dinner every night, like every single night. And if I have like a savory lunch, I have to have dessert after that too because I just like don't feel good if I don't. I love it.
1: Yeah, but I, I think you also have like a very good mindset where like you're like, all right, I'll have like a handful of this and like uh, you're good. It's not like you like gonna go back like like three or four times
0: except tonight when i went back four times to the bag of huge what well,
1: you said like it happens once like you know it's like you're not gonna do it every day and or and last night
0: when i had four peanut butter cups when i went in <laughs> but i'm breastfeeding i'm really hungry
1: i was gonna say your body's yeah. just keeping our child overdrive. alive um how has your relationship with food changed since having children
0: for the best, which I like a little, I guess, what I spoke about pregnancy. So now that Ezra is, Ezra's infatuated with food to the point where he says he's hungry all day, every day. And it's something that, like, I really, really try and monitor because Jordan's really, he's like laughing because I'm, oh, a we have
1: a slightly different uh, approach. Oh to my this. God, Jordan
0: would literally just overfeed this kid so much. But Ezra, like, says he's hungry all the time and he's not actually hungry. Like, I could tell when he's hungry because he ha- he says it differently. Ezra's he's around food a lot because we're around food a lot because of my job and he loves to eat and it makes me so happy that this kid loves clams and loves pizza and sushi and he'll eat roasted beets and he loves having his sweet nothings little sputable smoothie things that he calls ice cream and I like he has such a passion for food. I gave him an almond butter truffle for dessert tonight. Oh, Chocolate bowl, and I was like, Yeah, it's a truffle. He's like, Oh, peanut butter. I'm like, No, it's almond butter. Oh, almond butter, truffle, truffle. And he was just so happy. And seeing his joy, like the, the, the amount of joy and excitement that comes, that it, it just makes me so happy to see that. And it, it just makes me love food even more. I'm watching Ezra love food, and I have a feeling Brody's not gonna love food as much as Ezra, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, I think. Ezra is the kind of kid who, if you tell him no, he's just going to, like, want it more.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think when we tell him no to food, then he just, you know, pushes our buttons to ask us for more. But yeah, he is such an active kid that, like, now he is, is not. Yeah, yet. Now, now he's such an active kid where, like, I'm not worried about his food intake because he's like an energizer bunny.
0: Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Ezra and his obsession with food in a whole podcast episode. But like last summer, we took him to the pediatrician and he was over, over the 100th percentile. And the pediatrician politely looked at me and said, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea if Ezra skipped a few meals and I wanted to crawl under the table. Um, you know, it's something I had to like monitor. But being a mom and feeding my family, it. Made me definitely have a better perspective because I don't want my family to, like, not go to a certain restaurant just because, like, I wouldn't want to go there. Like, it's just definitely a whole new, whole new uh, mindset.
1: So, we're going to Arby's next week?
0: Sure. Curly fries.
1: Do you ever have disordered eating thoughts uh, resurface?
0: Not really. No.
1: What about, like, over the last 10 years? Like, not not today, but...
0: oh. No, I've never, I, actually, the only thing I could think of is when I was pregnant with Ezra, I remember saying to you, am I going to have to, like, go on a diet to lose baby weight after this? Like, how does that work? And, and I, I think started laughing at her. That was, like, the only thing I could think of. And that wasn't even, that was just, like, your know, question in general. Um, but no, not really, because I don't ever want to go back to that place. Like, that was just so sad. And. I don't want to be 95 pounds. Like I I, want to, I want to be how I am now. I want to be happy and I want to enjoy food and I don't want to be afraid of it. And you know, this just makes me sad. Like I want to do everything I can to like not do that again.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you've, you've come a long way in, in your, uh, in your food journey. But I think, like you said, I think everyone, everyone's experiences change with food. Especially as you get older, you know, even for like, for myself, yeah. like I realize I can't eat as much as I once did or like bounce back as quickly.
0: You eat so much more now than you did when we first were dating, but I'm not I sure. I don't think so. I do, but it's okay. I can save that topic for another day.
1: Man, all right, I guess I gotta eat less.
0: No, I didn't say that at all.
1: But I also feel like now we're like so involved with food that it's like so much food yeah there's always so much stuff going on here but i wouldn't change it for the world Cool. like i said i just have to work out harder work out more
0: are there any other questions jordan's um, looking at me and i'm like you're narrating i uh, this. I,
1: I think we've hit most of the questions there was a couple that i didn't touch but i think you kind of answered them in another one so um I, I think we have a pretty good
0: uh oh amazing Oh, you didn't say? Okay. No, we did do all of them. Thanks, Jordan.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Rach. Thank
0: you so much. And look, 9.47, we did it in basically one hour.
1: Thank you for um, forcing me to do this. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for having me on your podcast again.
0: I have a feeling you'll be a reoccurring guest.
1: Even though you told me the other day... Oh, no, you, you didn't, right. no, you said, you said uh, one of your other podcasts was the best ever. But I've been on your podcast like five times. So I was like, damn, slap in the face.
0: Well, fun fact, your episode is one of the most downloaded episodes ever on Just The Good Stuff. So take that.
1: Damn, it, it must be from my monotone voice.
0: Probably. <laughs> probably. All right, guys. Well, if there are more questions about my history with food or anything at all, we could definitely do a part two. I'm really an open book, especially about something like this. So let us know what you think if you like this episode rate it review it share it all of that uh all that good stuff ha 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 oh nice one all right now wish us luck tonight and let's hope that brody sleeps past like you know 12 30 and 4 a.m because going away we we were so tired um but again we'll save that topic for another day all right thanks guys we love you